Welcome to the Fabulous Broads podcast. Grab yourself a drink and join the conversation about life after 50. My name is Maria Manettis, and whether I am solo or chatting with a guest, I'll be bringing you weekly stories of exploring and defining midlife one day at a time. Today, I am so excited to be interviewing Renata Cambria. Renata is the founder of Create Health Coaching. She is a registered nurse with 30 years experience and a certified health coach. She gave me a list of topics that I could choose from to talk about today. And no surprise, I chose weight loss challenges in midlife women. So Renata, thank you so much for joining me today. It's my pleasure. I'm excited to have you here, and I always like to start out, because I'm nosy like that, with a few questions to break the ice and get to know you better. So, my favorite question, what is your favorite cocktail or beverage? I'm glad you asked. My my favorite cocktail is called Between the Sheets. Really? Well, that sounds like a naughty cocktail. <laughs> it's actually it? so delicious. It's equal parts of cognac and rum with some lemon juice and some simple syrup. It's absolutely delicious. You should try it sometime. Oh, I'm going to have my husband make it for me. It's called Between the Sheets. Yes, I'm inviting all ladies to join us <laughs> and have Between the Sheets. I love it. Okay, I am going to write that recipe down and share it with our listeners and have my husband make it for me tonight. Renata, you have inspired me. Wonderful. Okay, my next question. Are you ready? Yeah. What is your most memorable travel destination? Maria, you're going to love this story. Oh, I bet. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. Last summer, I was supposed to go to Amalfi Coast. And I was so excited because I've been to Italy many times, but never to Amalfi Coast. So I had everything planned out. And one of the most amazing destinations there that I had on my to-do list was to hike this very world-famous cliffside hike called the Path of Gods. Oh. But it so happened that right on Memorial Day weekend, I fell in my own house and I broke a toe. And the doctor told me, well, it was painful and upsetting, but my, um, the doctor told me that I, it will take like three months to heal. And I said, this cannot happen because I have a trip to Italy in five weeks. So I decided to do it my way, the holistic way. And I took certain supplements. I used some alternative treatments such as infrared light and magnetic therapy. And then five weeks, I was running through the airport in Milan. And then six weeks, I was hiking the path of gods. So it is a very, very favorable trip. Well, it's so I can't memorable. believe that. How did you? Well, obviously, you know, I mean, once everybody knows about your background, they'll figure it out. I mean, I would be home crying, not hiking after five weeks. Oh, it could not be missed. The views are outstanding. <laughs> well, I, I have never heard of that. But as soon as we get off, uh, I'm going to make have my husband make me the cocktail. And then I'm going to research this travel destination because I definitely want to go. <laughs> well, you know it. what? Believe it, Maria. I read somewhere that it is considered number one world's hike due to outstanding views. Well, I am excited to read up about it. And hopefully once all of this COVID dies down and things get back to a little bit more normal 
times, I would love to try that. Fantastic. All right, Renata. Now, I did mention that you've been a nurse for 30 years, but tell us about your background a little bit more and tell us what is a holistic health coach and what do they do? Good question. So as I've mentioned to you, or as you've mentioned, I have been a nurse for a long time and I've been working in traditional healthcare. And by working in traditional healthcare, I recognize that Unfortunately, the system is not set up to spend a long time with the patient to go into detail into their background, to look at them as a person. The focus is really on the disease, not on the person. And I also understand that truly help someone, you need a personalized approach. You need to understand the root causes of their illness and not just suppress the symptoms with the prescriptions. Unfortunately, what often happens is that the person comes with a symptom, they give them a pill, they go home, they have side effects. So they give them another pill to fight the side effects. And sometimes by the age of 50, people do end up with a bunch of prescription medication. And by the age of 60, most people have multiple prescription medications. And (laughs) it is very sad. I would like to help people maintain their vitality, maintain their youthfulness, uh, stay vibrant into their 50s, 60s, and 70s, continue to enjoy life before and after their retirement and not, you know, be miserable towards the, you know, their retirement time when they should be really hiking and vacationing and enjoying life. I agree. I agree. I am 57. And um, I'm very lucky that I don't take any prescription medications for anything other than maybe allergy medicine. But um, I do know a lot of people that do. And I don't know, it could be genetics, you know, just stroke of luck. But how, you know, why why is it that when you're over 50, all these things happen? (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) Well, unfortunately, they're happening for a lot of people younger and younger. And again, this is the result of our toxic lifestyle, uh, toxins in the environment, toxins in the food, uh, you know, food that has nothing to do with nutrition. And so a lot of people are becoming sick much younger than 50. And then, of course, for women, especially when we hit perimenopause and menopause, a lot of things change in our body. And it does seem like a lot of changes occur in, in terms of health. Right. And I know you gave me a whole list of long things. So we may have to have you back for another interview um, to discuss some of the other things, right? But specifically, I mentioned weight loss uh, for women in midlife. What are the challenges that women in midlife face that say a 20 or 30 year old or a teenager, obviously, doesn't have um, in weight loss? Why are we different? Well, we're different because our hormones are changing. Usually after 40, definitely closer to 50, uh, our estrogen is starting to decline. Our progesterone is declining even more rapidly. And that creates a lot of problems. So if the hot flashes, mood swings, night sweats is not enough, then now we have to deal with weight gain. Especially if you notice we start accumulating fat around the middle. Women actually tend to gain about 10 to 15 pounds on average during and after menopause. And this is 
because of these hormonal changes, the entire metabolic mechanism is different. And also it's very hard to take the weight off. If before you could just decrease your calories, exercise more, and you know lose a few pounds in a day, it doesn't work like that anymore. Additional problem is that we are now, a lot of women have a decrease in muscle mass, and usually that slowly decreases with age. And when that happens, your resting metabolism is lower. So, so is it more important, I'm sorry, Renata, is it more ahead. important to inc- increase maybe a little bit more of like weight training or absolutely, even, absolutely. you know, uh, is that into your routine? Absolutely. In fact, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of women doing cardio and that's actually harmful. So yes, after 40, you shouldn't be doing cardio. You should be doing weight training. You want to keep your muscle mass because that's your biggest um, energy consumption. Muscle as opposed to fat, you know, burns off much more energy. The other issue that also adds to the weight gain is um, lack of sleep, for a lot of women, a decrease in progesterone leads to very unrestful sleep or insomnia. And it affects our two very important hormones. There is a hormone called ghrelin. It's a hunger hormone and it rises. So if you don't sleep well during the day, you're much, much hungrier. Okay. And there is also a hormone called leptin and it's our fullness hormone. And if you don't sleep, it usually again, rises during the sleep. So if you don't sleep, the levels drop and you don't feel full. So it's a double whammy. You're hungry and you need to eat much more to feel full. So it's definitely a challenge without a doubt. It it sounds like we have a lot to contend with and um, not only have, well, I have not heard of those two. I, I think I may have heard of those two hormones, but I don't, I'm not, a hundred percent sure, but I keep, you know, one word that I keep hearing all the time is inflammation. So how does inflammation affect our body? I mean, the only thing I could see of inflammation is maybe like if a joint is inflamed or something, but, but there's more to it than that, right? Absolutely. There is two types of inflammation. Let's say you cut your finger Mm -hmm. and then the area around your cut becomes swollen, red, Um, it starts retaining water. You have all these blood cells that are flooding to the area, trying to heal this. It's an acute inflammation, and it's actually body's process trying to repair the damage. But a lot of times the inflammation you're talking about is a chronic low-grade inflammation that happens to a lot of people. And a lot of factors affect it. Again, the diet that is not, that's filled with processed food, filled with junk, filled with sugar, uh, toxins in the food, toxins in the environment, heavy metals. There is a lot of factors. It could be viruses, parasites. All these different factors could create this low-grade inflammation in the body. And then basically it leads to a whole deal of uh, problems. It could lead to autoimmune disorders, hormonal imbalances, allergies, anxiety, depression, skin disorders. There is a very large list that um, can happen when you have this low 
chronic inflammation. So it is very important to address all these factors methodically one by one to get rid of inflammation in the body. And that way, a lot of chronic conditions could be reversed. And it's also a big factor in weight loss. Since we're talking about weight loss today, mm-hmm. you... Um, for women, especially after 50 or in their midlife, the same approach that you had before not eating and exercising more does not work. So you do need to address all these factors to see the weight starting to go down. So when you're talking about leaky gut, is that something that can be corrected through um, mainly a better diet? Is there supplements that we should be taking to assist in protecting um, against this sort of inflammation? Do you recommend any supplements or is it mainly uh, just a, a healthier diet? Well, Maria, let me first define what leaky gut is. Okay. When we uh eating food that is filled with inflammatory foods, and Mm -hmm. there is a whole list of those, then it irritates the gut lining. And the gut lining is like a cheese close. It normally allows very, very small particles of the nutrients that we consume to come through it and go into our bloodstream and then into our cells. When we are consuming these foods that irritate our gut lining, this cheesecloth basically starts getting holes in it. And we're now getting toxins uh, and all these undigested particles that are foreign to us getting into the bloodstream. And that's a big factor in this chronic inflammation. The way I deal with it is definitely change the diet and get rid of all the foods that are irritating to the gut. And two, I do suggest supplements but I like to suggest supplements to people only based on their individual needs. So when I work with them, I go into very detailed information about their eating habits, their sleeping habits, their stress, and then I recommend supplements based on what they need, not only for their leaky gut, but potentially other chronic conditions that they may already have. Okay. All right. And so when you say that you work with people, you have uh, in your coaching business, you um, people can talk to you for, um, you know, just an exploratory phone call just to kind of figure out what's going on if they need your assistance. Correct. I mean, then and you have other options for them where you can work with them. What what do you offer? I definitely encourage everybody to start with the free introductory call where I go into what I could offer as a health coach. And health coaching relationship is very different than a doctor-patient relationship because in health coaching relationship, we are partners. I do not prescribe or diagnose or treat anyone. I could offer recommendations for their nutrition and lifestyle. But the bulk of the interventions needs to happen on the client's end. Uh, It's a partnership. We truly figure out what this person's health goals are, and then we start working together towards those goals. And after the introductory call, if we both see we are a good fit, then the person can choose um, how they want to proceed, what what package they want to uh, decide to work on, and then we go ahead with the program. Okay. And is there like a a certain time period that you recommend people work with you or 
is it their option or or just based on success metrics what what do you recommend I usually offer several different packages and it's a month, three months and six months. People also need to realize that a lot of times issues that they developed over the years cannot be resolved in a month. Right. But it also has to do with their commitment. Not everybody can commit for several months period. So some people decide to try it out for a month, see how it goes for them, and then continue. Some people could commit right away for a longer period of time. There is no magic pill. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, you know, people listening to this may get some great ideas and may decide to branch out and do some research, but I think it's always good to have someone guiding you and giving you the information to set you on the right path. So thank you for letting us know. Um, I have another question for you. What is the one thing we can start doing today that's going to help us start on the path to a healthier weight? Well, if I have to pick one thing and one thing only, because obviously there are many things you can do. Of course, (laughs) right. But if I were to start with something very basic, I would say you need to drink adequate amounts of filtered water. Uh, why filtered water and how much? I mean, give me a little more detail here, Renata. Absolutely. So the formula I go by is half of your body weight in ounces. And I find that majority of people severely under drink. And the body confuses hunger signal with thirst signal. So a lot of times when people are hungry and they go and their first uh, desire is to go eat, what they really need to do is drink a big glass of water. And by that time, they may not be hungry anymore. So water allows to hydrate your cells, water allows you to flush out toxins, and water helps you lose weight. Okay. And what's the difference between filtered water? Like where I live, I have really good tasting tap water. Is there a benefit to drinking filtered water that I don't know about here? Absolutely. It's not just a taste issue. The municipal waters often contains a lot of harmful ingredients. Mm-hmm. So it contains metals, it contains fluoride, it contains chlorine, it could potentially contain arsenic. It also contains uh, medications from other people taking these medications and then urinating. So what you may not be realizing is that estrogen for women taking uh, hormone replacement therapy or birth control are in your tap water. Oh. And yes, it doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> so municipal filtration system cannot take it out. Also, fluoride, despite the popular belief, is not so good for you. So it creates all of these things contribute to that inflammation of the body. All of these things, uh, you know, increase your toxic load. So filtering water is important. And when I'm talking about filtering water, I'm not talking about Brita filter. I'm talking about really good quality uh, filter that takes out specifically chlorine, metals, fluoride, hopefully arsenic as well. Well, now I'm going to be on Amazon like as soon as we hang up because I was just going to ask you if it's a Brita filter. It's like you're reading my mind over here. Well, actually, Maria, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I know uh, that a lot of people are very confused when we start talking about which brands are good and what is good. So what I did is I created 
a resource page on my website. Oh, good. There is information about which filters are good, which uh, skincare is non-toxic, which uh, supplements I, you know, like to use uh, just just a whole bunch of information where you could order grass-fed meat, what functional tests you could buy yourself. So resource page is for everyone. It's not necessarily for the clients. And it's for anyone who wants to lead just healthier, non-toxic lifestyle. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I did not know that, but I will definitely put a link in the show notes to that resource page. And guess where I'm heading right after we finish talking today? Wonderful. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't want to keep you because I know time is precious, but thank you so much, Renata, for joining me today in helping us understand a little bit more about weight loss in midlife. Um, Everyone, You can check out the show notes for links to connect with Renata, get onto her website, which is createhealthcoaching.com to sign up for a free introductory call with her. I will be also posting the link to the resource page and you can visit fabulousbroads.com for more information and listen to more podcast episodes. Renata, thank you so much. Maria, such a pleasure. Thank you and have a fabulous day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.